All right, let's check in with Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. What's up, boys? Best team you've seen all year? Certainly the best performance. I, I was talking to Jake. I think that's as soundly as this team's been beat. Um, they didn't miss a shot to like four something left in the first quarter. Yeah, they made their first 10 shots tonight. And uh, so it was, I guess you would say never in doubt. Uh, but Jazz just, to me, looked, uh, you know, it's that common denominator you bring up, David. Length, switching, uh, and, man, Celtics are all really, really connected. They scored 28 points before they missed a shot. That's pretty good. Yeah. Typically how most of my days start. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... This was, uh, it's not a, you know, it's not a great sign to get blown out by 30 and look completely outclassed, um, but I do think this was a statement more of just where they, the Celtics are, and they're, they're in a pretty special place right now. They've now won 21 of their last 24. You don't see that very often in this league. Um, the one that jumps out to me, Ron, that, you know, I... I think probably if I'm the Jazz and, I, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on, the disturbing one to me, teams get hot and inordinately good three-point shooting night. Our offensive rating was a 98 after the first quarter, was a 97 after the second quarter, and was a 100. So our number one rated offense in all of the NBA absolutely did nothing against the number one defense. Now, without Boyan Bogdanovich, maybe that's... You know, that's not a fair assessment because that spacing is so important. But it doesn't feel like our number one offense in the league is translating against all teams right now. I would definitely agree with that. Um, And I'm also going to say that our defense is is not there as well. You look at every quarter that the Celtics have tonight and look at their field goal percentage. I mean... Usually there's going to be a bad quarter. 70, 47, 57, and in this quarter, in the second quarter here, they, they were 58%. Yeah, that's pretty so good. That's pretty good. Effective field goal percentage wasn't bad either. Yeah, I mean, that's just shooting. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, that's just unbelievable. You 71%. So, yeah, it was, it was, pretty, it was over pretty quickly. I, I do think it speaks a lot about what this Boston team is about. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned Boyan on the spacing side of things. I think it makes it easier for guys to drive and kick. Uh, that was pretty non-existent tonight. Donovan, you know, he was pretty good in the one-on-one situations, and that's how he scored his points. It's interesting that Boston used to be a team that didn't pass, and we used to be the team that passed. Yeah. That wasn't the case tonight, certainly. Boston had open shots all night. First, first half, 21 their first half assist total, Ron Boone, was yeah. third. Um, don't have it. I thought it was 21 or something. Like I, that. Would, I would. Let's go with that because you know why? No one's going to check. <laughs> the end of the third quarter, their assist total was 29. The end of the first half, there's. What do you guys think it was? What do you think their assist total was? Wow. Yeah, I'll go with 21, that. 21, of course. 21. <laughs> Why we even looked it up after Ron Boone said that, I don't know. Should have known. All right. <laughs> Tough one, guys. Thank you very hey, much. You're, you're responsible to get that thing fixed. What thing fixed? Just, you know, tonight. 
everything. Oh, I'm responsible? Yeah, just no, for no, fun. I'm zero, I'm zero and zero. Okay. I will stay zero and zero. For the All right, then have some clam chowder. Do that for me. I'm a, yeah. All right. S- sounds good. Easy enough. Thanks, guys. 125 to 97 is your final. The Jazz Fall. We'll have, uh, we'll break it down starting next on Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Roof night for the Utah Jazz. They lose 125 to 97. And Boston, uh, Coach Combe, is red hot right now. They're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, Combine that with the Jazz kind of not their most energetic performance, let me put it that way, and that's a recipe for a big-time blowout. And what you see, like we talk about it all the time, but a team that's really together, really connected, playing together, playing on attack. I mean, that's what Boston did from the for the jump tonight and made their first 10 shots. You know, the Jazz really in a hole early and it was just, uh, you know, it was one of those games where, again, energy was a thing, uh, ball movement was a thing, probably spacing, and I think there's something to that without Boyan. But, yeah, in, in every single facet of the game, Boston just pretty much dominated that game. Donovan had 37 tonight in the loss, 13 of 24. He also had six boards, only one assist tonight for Donovan. Rudy with a double-double with 14 and 11. Pascal had 11 points uh, getting the start tonight, although he didn't shoot it well, 4 of 12. And uh, let's see here, uh, Jordan Clarkson had 10 coming in off the bench. He was not efficient either, 4 of 12. So not a good night for the Jazz overall, shooting the basketball at 39.8%. But the Celtics, however, shot the ball 59.5% tonight, almost 60%. Tatum had 26. Brown had 26. Six Boston players in double figures. And really, it was it was just a beating. And, and, and what was kind of discouraging, I, I thought the Jazz came out and started to play better in the second half to start. Uh, but the defense never really enforced anything. Um, you know, guys pretty much had space and free reign. And that's something, you know, from an attitude standpoint, that's just got to be looked at. I think you know, that's a big game going in. And I think everybody knew going in that the Celtics team was as hot as anybody. So I think that's the disappointing thing is that it, it was never even a game. And... If you think back to the to the game here in Salt Lake, the Jazz did win that game, but it wasn't for getting stops, right? They, they just had an unbelievably good offensive night. So uh, Boston strung together two really good performances against the Jazz. Yeah, they sure did. And uh, the Jazz did not uh, have a great performance tonight. And, hey, look out, look out Eastern Conference. The Celtics look really good. You're right, Coach. They're playing together. They don't have the deepest roster, but with what they've got right now and the way they're playing, they're going to be awfully tough to beat. Totally agree. That's a, that's a very well-coached team. And, again, I think the most important thing, and David mentioned it, they're, that team's really together. All the guys kind of standing, encouraging each other all night long. Um, they've, they've got a really good thing going right now. All right. Uh, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Friday night. The Jazz are in the Queen City. They're in Charlotte to take on the Hornets. That game will tip off at 5 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have player sound and sound from Coach Snyder coming up next. Jazz lose tonight, 125-97 to to the Celtics, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Underhand scoop to Conley. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan Skies and Hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. 
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Uh, share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. 125 to 97 is your final. The Jazz lose tonight in Boston to the Celtics. And, uh, you know, we might as well start off on a good note. Rostradamus is uh, right oh, once again. Oh, man, he's off the schneid. You know, you, uh, Rosti had three L's in a row, which is uh, unheard of. I and started so, getting hate mail. Bouncing back, that's, uh, that's a good thing. Uh, but let's jump into your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA. Visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting uh getting a look at your points in the paint tonight uh, for the jazz they uh, were outscored by the celtics uh, 56 to 48 in the paint i would be surprised if the jazz had any stat categories tonight that are better than boston i i would yeah uh, turnovers maybe yeah <laughs> bad shots but those two things probably. but that's about it uh boston had 12 turnovers tonight the jazz had 14 Turnovers, interestingly enough, because it, it certainly has not been true at all times this season. Not the reason that they lost tonight. No, not even close. It was, yeah, it was way more. Again, I think it, it, it's more, way more about Boston than it is about the Jazz in a lot of ways. But there's just, you know, I, it's starting to kind of wear. I think without Boyan, the guys are struggling on on the offensive side to to look like themselves. And um, Donovan again was was. Numbers wise was really good, and you know he's the one guy that can just uh, go get you a basket one on one, and that's pretty much what he did all night. I think it was, uh, I mean, the assist number tonight. I think tails tells the whole tale uh, because if you look at Boston, thirty seven assists tonight on fifty made field goals. The Jazz tonight thirteen assists on thirty five made field goals. The ball moved for Boston all night long, and they did ne- nothing but take open shots. I mean, wide open shots. The Jazz did not pass at all tonight. Moving the ball was absolutely an issue. And you got to get Boston. I mean, that's what a great defense does to you. They make you stagnant. They don't let you move the ball. They make it difficult to drive it. Um, you have to be committed to it. And, you know, the Jazz, again, I've used the word a bunch this year in games like this, but they settled. You know, they, they took the path of least resistance most of the time offensively. And whereas Boston, you get two on the ball, you move it, you drive it, you kick it. And that's, uh, they were, they were on fire. They were were very good tonight. Well, yeah, because they've got really good players who, if you leave them open all night, they're going to make all their shots. I mean, Jason Tatum, nine of 15 to get his 26 points, five of eight from three Jalen Brown, 10 of 17 to get his 26 points, three of six from three. I mean, that's, that's really easy. I guess I just saw one area. The jazz got to the free throw line more. Okay. But I don't know that Boston needed to. <laughs> no, they uh, they did not need to get to, to the free throw line tonight. i got to agree. Uh, the the Celtics had three players coming off the bench in double figures. Peyton Pritchard, who you got to like that guy. A lot of grit there, obviously can really shoot the ball. Uh, he had 11 tonight. Um, Derek White had 10, and Daniel Tice had 11. Not to mention the Celtics had a bunch, 10 total block shots tonight, including seven blocks in the third quarter alone. And two right back-to-back. I think uh, Pascal got, Robert Williams got him really good. And then the next time down, got Donovan equally as good. Uh, we talked about him in the pregame. Instinctive, really athletic, and uh, just continues to get better. You can see he's a, he's a great young big guy in this league. Uh, from three tonight, 
Uh, both teams shot 36 threes. Boston made 19 of those for 52.8%. The Jazz made eight for just 22%. And we started tonight talking about the, the Brooklyn game, the after the postgame sound. Uh, not anybody really that dejected the other night, you know, but tonight would I would bet that's going to be a little bit different. I would imagine tonight stings a little bit more, and, and we'll probably hear a little more of that in the postgame. Well, yeah, because I, I let me think of the right way to put this. It, this was kind of an embarrassing loss. The loss against Brooklyn, uh, they didn't play well. The Jazz didn't play well, but they fought they hard fought, and they yeah. were in it at the fourth. And and Kevin Durant uh, just was Kevin Durant. Was Kevin Durant. And and sometimes when you look at a game like that, you go, well, there's very little ways to stop him. And ran into that buzzsaw tonight. Totally different. I I agree with you. I thought Boston was really really good. I I thought the Jazz did not do what. What uh, Rudy Gay said at last game, the the principles of jazz basketball, uh, and I'm trying to think of the three of them off the top of my head. It's ball movement, uh, flexibility on defense, and playing for each other. There was none of that tonight. Yeah, that Do was... we have that clip, uh, really, Jeff? Yeah, let, I'd love to play that clip. I mean, listen to this clip where Rudy Gay talked about the principles of jazz basketball and think if we saw any of this tonight. Ball movement, defensive versatility, but for most part, just uh, playing for each other, playing with each other. It's a long season. Sometimes, you know, things happen and we have ups and downs, but I think all these games that we know we're kind of up and down is a learning experience for us to hopefully get to the finals, but to the playoffs. So they're going to have to do the principles. They're going to have to do the ball movement, the flexibility on defense and the playing for each other to win at a high level. And I don't think we saw any of those tonight. And all that is so intertwined. You it know, it, it comes down to, you know, to, to be able to do all those things, you got to have resolve. You got to have resilience. You got to have energy and you got to be really tough. And, um, you know, we've seen that the jazz team do that. I mean, the, the game on Sunday against the Knicks was like that. They, they fought, they played together. Uh, the ball really moved and they got contributions from all over the place. Um, and tonight, again, Boston stood them up. I mean, that was that was the old bully walking up on the, to the beach, saying, "You're in my spot," and kicking sand in your face. That's that's what that's what the equivalent of that game was tonight. It's just they got big boyed. They did, but I think you I think you're right on the money. You talked about this uh, a lot. Uh, Boston played on a string. Whatever you want to you know whatever you, you want to throw in there, they played together. There there was. Confidence in one another. I mean, the way they move the ball, the way they played is is really the way we've seen the Jazz play at times. But you know, that's beautiful basketball. Yeah, it's um, it's it's the way the game's meant to be played. We talk about it all the time. It's a numbers game, and you want to create advantage. You want to get two on the ball, and once that happens, the ball moves and the player's space and instinct takes over. Uh, Boston really did put a clinic on in all those aspects tonight. Uh, let's, uh, while we're waiting for coach Snyder, let's do a couple more features. Let's, uh, do the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game, download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app. The jazz from the line tonight, uh, were 19 of 21. So shot the ball. Well, from the line, went to the line, uh, uh, some uh, compared to the Celtics who were just six of seven. How about that? Uh, in fact, uh, let's see. Jason Tatum was three for three. Jalen Brown was three for four. The rest of the team did not attempt a free throw tonight. That's crazy. That is crazy. In a game where you know they really dominated offensively, to not go to the line all that much. 
But but again, does that speak of how wide open? Yes, they were a lot. I think so. Drives it's got in the to, lane, right? wide open shots. Yeah, just not a whole lot of contest. I talked about being contest being a really big key, um, and, and I felt like some of those first ten shots the Celtics made. I even made the comment to you, Jazz are you know they're there. I mean, Tatum just rises up and makes something, and that's going to happen. But I think they got discouraged over time, and that contest kind of fell off. Well, and you and Locke uh, talked about this. You guys might be right. This uh, the the Celtics honestly might be a perfect recipe of things to give the Jazz trouble. Big, long, rangy dudes switch all the defenses. Really play bulldog it out there. I mean, you know, we talked about Pritchard, right? Who who's a three point specialist, but he was uh, in all his eighteen minutes, he was out there dogging. Yeah, somebody. I mean, up thirty, and would not let Jordan Clarkson get by him. Would not let Jared Butler get by him. Poked the ball away, dove on the floor. That's the stuff you love to see. I watched that kid play Utah up in the Huntsman Center a couple of years ago, and you want to talk about a dude that just gives it his all all the time, and I, that's why he's in the league. Yeah, exactly. And when you're playing kind of for your NBA career on a nightly basis, and he's a little bit better than that, granted, but you're going to see a lot of effort out there. And, man, he's, he's something. Keep your eye on that guy because he's going to be a role player on some really, really good basketball teams, including – this Boston Celtics team. And I'd, I'd love to um, have an inside look at what happened to turn this team around. What did Locke say? 21 of 24. They it's crazy. Won, which is I mean, they were a, so bad early too. Terrible. And they were down in the questioning, play you know, Stevens leaving the bench and giving it to a rookie. And is this, is this madness, but they've stayed the course and they believed in it and they just kept it, kept it going. They've had some good fortune injury wise, you know, obviously had their team. But um, those, those, the big three is really good. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, uh, and Jason Tatum. Tonight they got compared to Batman, Robin, Spider-Man, and Superman. They did on All the television the broadcast. broadcast. A lot of superheroes. Superheroes, which they played like superheroes. But, but honestly, you know, the, the, the top-end talent is there for Boston, right? And they have a similar issue the Jazz do in that Donovan Mitchell is really, really good, but he's probably not a top-five guy yet. Not a, not a Kevin Durant, not a, not a Giannis. You know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are really, really good. Probably not to that level yet. So they've got to play at a really high level as a team to be the best team they can possibly be. And uh, man, did we did we see that? Plus, uh, I'm I'm super impressed with Tatum and Brown's buy-in on the other end too. Their buy-in on on defense is really, really good. And that's one thing with the stars of the team, they're going to buy in and play hard on, bo- on both ends. It kind of requires that everybody else does the same. I think that's what's really turned them too. I mean, they're offensively skilled and they've got a, a myriad of different ways to attack you, but you know, them being the number one defense in the league, um, it, it speaks volumes. It, it's why they have been able to flip their season. It's why they've won 21 out of 24 because defense, you know, if, if that's a constant, you're going to be in every game. And then they're talented enough offensively. They can do stuff like they did tonight, man. I'm trying to think to my, in my head, uh, who I would take the Milwaukee team we saw the other night, who was very, very good. Now, granted, the Jazz played a lot better in that Milwaukee game, I think, than they did uh, against the Celtics. What was Milwaukee two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, something like that? It all runs together. And uh, and seeing this Boston team, I think those are kind of the two best teams we've seen recently, and they're both so good. I certainly have no clue who I'd pick in a seven-game series at this point. If Boston's going to play like this. Well, I will just I, – I do know microwave popcorn takes about three minutes um, so I'm throwing my popcorn in. I'm going to let that baby pop. And I would love to watch that series. It would be a great But give me, give me a bunch of the series in the East. I mean, what if right out of the gate we get the Nets and the Heat? 
That'd be pretty cool too. Man, it'd be something. Plus, the a lot Heat, of vigor on the Heat. The Heat have their own issues. If you've not seen the clip out there uh, tonight, Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam really got into it on the bench, and I laugh because I, I Udonis hardly plays. He's almost a mascot at this point because he's been on the team for so long. I mean, it's like they, nineteen years. I, it's Some a crazy number. It's incredible. He played and with Mike Doliak on the championship. He team. did. And and he hardly plays, but he's been such the you know the mainstay there for that Heat team to see him get into it on the bench with Jimmy Butler. It's like man, what could they possibly be arguing about? But hey, Haslam's still into it. I like it. And and Butler's going to fight you tooth and nail. Like we know that whether you're right, wrong, or indifferent, he's got a ton of fight. He, I refer to him often as a junkyard dog, and you don't mess with a junkyard dog. No. So that's one of the highlights out there in the league. Not. Uh, on the floor between the Jazz and the Celtics tonight, Udonis Haslam and Jimmy Butler getting into it. So maybe there's, maybe Miami is not the best team in these. Maybe they've got their own issues. But I mean, you look at uh, Miami, Milwaukee, Boston. Uh, I don't, I don't know. We could debate on how people feel about Philadelphia. Chicago's you know, kind of dangerousy, right? Chicago, I mean, the wheels are coming off a little bit, but they've looked great at times this year. I'm with you. The Eastern Conference playoffs might be extremely fun this year. Certainly, way better than it's been. Yes, in the distant past, and the West will be good. Past. Uh, the West will be good too because the West is wide open. I know, I know, people are in love with Phoenix, but I don't think they're the unbeatable force by any means. I think the West is is wide open. There's no, there's no Golden State of a couple of years ago standing in the way by any means. No, there's, there's not that. That's what we talked about. That's why you know, hopefully, the Jazz can get it clicking. Um, as we know, the playoffs are all about matchups. I read an article today that. Uh, you know, Phil Jackson tried to avoid the Stockton Malone jazz back in the day, you know, in the playoffs. And they never really had to uh, to match them other than, you know, Kobe's rookie year. So it's pretty interesting um, that, you know, during that run, the, the matchups mean a lot. And so that's what we're going to be able to kind of settle here in the next nine games is how do these how do these uh, playoff matchups uh, shake up? And then, you know, obviously we all get to have the good fortune of watching the playoffs roll on. And honestly, Jazz fans out there who might be a little um, panicky over this game or the meaning of this game, and I get it because fans out there, you know, it's the roller coaster. you got to ride it. But the odds of the Jazz getting anybody other than Dallas in the playoffs are extremely low. Uh, Golden State's in a bit of a free fall, but I think the odds of the Jazz making up those couple of games are, are probably not that great. Plus, I do believe that the Jazz' biggest goal is to get to the playoffs healthy. Again, we didn't see Bogdanovich tonight. I, I don't know. I, I know you don't either. We've heard kind of rumblings that he's close to returning. i got to imagine they're keeping him out until he's ready, ready to go, which is kind of odd with Bogdanovich, who, who kind of notoriously plays through things. But, you know, if you get Dallas in the first round, you've got to have all hands on deck. I certainly would pick the Jazz in that series because I still think the Mavericks are a little too much of a one-man show. But... You know, you can't roll out of bed and win that series. You're going to have to have everybody healthy and, and playing. Totally agree. The, the you know, as the matchups stand right now, you mentioned Phoenix, but, um, you know, the team we, Memphis is, Memphis is one of those scary teams that could really do some damage. So a lot, lot left to decide, and, and but, but it does look like more than likely the Jazz and the Mavericks will, um, you know, barring any kind of craziness, probably play in that first round. All right, well, uh, Coach Snyder is taking uh, a while to come out and speak to the media tonight, and he's done that a couple of other times this year, and it usually means he's having a uh, 
Heart to heart. Heart to heart with the team. That's that's a good way to put it. Absolutely. So usually we hear from Coach in this segment, but uh, I'll tell you what, we'll step aside. We'll get to Coach coming up on the other side. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruWiz.com. Jazz lose tonight, 125 to 97. We'll have more for you next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post-game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. 125-97 to is your final. The Jazz lose in Boston to the Celtics tonight. Rough performance for the Jazz on both sides of the ball, although they did get 37 tonight uh, from Donovan Mitchell on 13 of 24 shooting. But pretty much a rough night for everybody else. Uh, ball movement certainly an issue, and uh, stopping the Celtics, of course, was uh, was an issue as well. Let's get to the Master of the Glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the official auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Uh, tonight's Master of the Glass. Rudy Gobert, who had 11 rebounds to go along with his 14 points. Four of those rebounds tonight, Coach, coming on the offensive side. And 11, not exactly uh, some of the numbers we're used to Rudy putting up, but he was better tonight than he was against Brooklyn, where he only had four rebounds and seemingly was non-existent. Uh, Rudy uh, was better tonight. And, and you know what? The, the guy that probably Donovan and Rudy probably struggle the most without that bogey spacing component. Um, you know, when you think about ball screens, you know, guys turning the corner, Rudy rolling, you know, to, to have a guy like Bojan spaced always that people have to worry about. It probably able to take a, a step closer to the paint, really kind of show uh, bodies like we saw the, the Jazz do against the Knicks. And um, so, yeah, Rudy was definitely better. But, um, you know, the spacing the Jazz have with Bojan makes – I would say it makes life better for him and for, for Donovan. Well, and, and Pascal stepped into the starting lineup tonight uh, for Bogdanovich. Uh, we've seen uh, Alexander Walker uh, get some starts. And Pascal tonight did have 11, a point, 11 points um, on 4 of 12 shooting, but Pascal struggled. You and I both thought this was going to be a big-time opportunity for him, and uh, he's played really well at times this year. There's no doubt about it. The last time he started – uh, against Toronto, remember that weird game back in January? He had 29 points. I mean, so we've seen Eric be really, really good. Tonight, I don't think, uh, was the best example of that. No, uh, he got the first basket of the game. Nice design and, and great execution to get that first one. But just struggled to make baskets going four for 12, did not make a three. And again, that's the that's the guy that's out there in place of Bogdanovich. Um, you know, spacing's probably not as true while he's out there. And, um, you know, so he, he did struggle tonight. I'm the mayor of Pascalville, and, and I'll admit that. He struggled. He did. And, uh, yeah, I'm with you. We've we've been kind of hoping to see him play a few more minutes because it seems like he's really uh, maxed by the opportunity when he's been given a chance to do so. But 
tonight. Uh, got a chance to start for Bogdanovich, played a bunch of minutes, 25, and maybe not uh, necessarily his best night. And then we saw, you know, Hernan Gomez, uh, Alexander Walker, guys that have been playing a little bit more in uh, as of late, only play five minutes and kind of play mop-up time in the fourth quarter. I, you know, will coach usually is pretty consistent to his rotations, but I got to wonder, you know, seeing guys like Alexander Walker and Hernan Gomez, you know, now get some minutes without Bogdanovich, and we saw Pascal get his bite out of the apple tonight. I wonder where that rotation goes come playoff time. Yeah, and, that, and that's really a good question. Uh, I think we've been able to see a bunch of guys, what they can do. Um, you know, Trent Forrest was another guy, 16 minutes tonight, and did not move the needle. You know, it was a minus 14 while he was out there, really couldn't get anything done, 0 for 3 from the field. So, yeah, I mean, there's some big decisions to be made, see how this team clicks. But in my mind, everybody's got to get back, as you said, healthy um, and get the whole team back. Two guys in the rotation not playing house and, um, and of course, Bogdanovich. Forrest is a tough one, I think, because he's played so well this year. And then he, since he's gotten back from that wrist injury, he has struggled a little bit. Again, tonight, 16 minutes 0 for 3. He did have a couple of assists and a rebound, but uh, has not necessarily been effective. And with no Joe Ingles, you and I have talked about this quite a bit, you know, Joe uh, not only was a, a three-point guy and a leader in the locker room and those sorts of things, but he was also, for all intents and purposes, the team's backup point guard and had to take a chunk of those ball-handling minutes. And with no Joe Ingles, who gets those? And we see, we've see we seen Trent Forrest get those and play well at times. Uh, did not play well tonight. You know, do we see uh, Jared Butler, per, uh, perhaps, who had a big game a couple of nights ago? Or do we see Alexander Walker, even, even though he's not necessarily a point guard? But where does that go? Because somebody's got to take those minutes and be effective. Yeah, and, you know, it's a it's a great question. I think, you know, the way that the season's gone, you would think that Trent Forrest is the guy in line uh, for something like that. But, again, to your point, the the way the, the matchups are in the playoffs, whoever they're playing, I think that'll, that will have some, some key indicator there. But uh, tonight, unfortunately – just across the board, you know, outside of Donovan Mitchell, who was 13 for 24, guys just really struggled. Clarkson's been really good in 27 minutes. He was 4 for 12. Just had a hard time getting any kind of open looks. And Boston's really good defensively. They are good. Yep, number one. And if they play against, uh, if the Jazz, that is, play against Dallas in the in the first round of the playoffs, Dallas is really good defensively, which is still random because you don't yeah. think of this Dallas team as, as a great defensive team. But lately... And certainly post All Star break, they've been really, really good defensively. So post Porzingis too, yeah. you know, like they have a little more teeth to them. Despite what Anthony Edwards yeah, said, yeah, I know about, he's the best uh, rim protector in the league. About Porzingis, yeah, it seems like they've gotten better without him. So that should tell you what you need to know. Um, but again, in the, in, in the playoffs, everybody's playing hard. Not everybody plays good defense, I suppose. But you know, you got to expect to get the other team's best. And and Boston. Maybe they're the extreme. They're the best defense in the league right now. You can see why. You can see how they're constructed. It makes a ton of sense. But, you know, you got to figure out a way to score against those teams as well. And the Jazz had 29 in the fourth after the game was way out of hand before that, 24 in the first, 21 in the second, 23 in the third. And and I was just looking. They got 36 threes up. But I guarantee you go back and look at them. Um, they're not Jazz threes. The majority of them weren't. No. You know, they were more dribble into as opposed to catch and shoot. Um, but eight, they got 36 of them. So, I mean, they're, they're in the range there, usually around 40, um, but just only making eight, 22%. And I think that speaks more to what kind of threes they were, you know, and comparing that to what they typically get. I totally agree. You know, they're, 
shooting off the dribble and shooting a wide open catch and shoot shot are are completely different skill sets. And there are very few players in the league that are really good at that off the bounce three. You know, Steph has kind of made that popular, right? There's still very few people that are effective at it. And, you know, with the Jazz, that, that remains true as well. Even with Donovan Mitchell, who is good off, off the bounce, still way better catch and shoot. No doubt. Yeah, Donovan only three for 12 from three. Um, and again, a lot of those were were off the bounce, you know, harder threes coming off screens. And the, we, we do know the type of threes the Jazz really thrive on, drive kick, something that goes into the paint and out. Uh, and tonight that was just kind of non-existent. Back to Boston we go. It's time to hear from the man himself. Here's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Is there one that stands out for you? You know, I, I think there were there were as you said there there were a lot of things that um, you know that we either didn't well, actually there. You know, we, we did at certain points in certain possessions. Um, you know, I, I remember there's a possession early in the third quarter where, you know, we hit ahead, Donovan got it, he hit it to Rudy, we broke quickly off the ball, we played a get action, we scored. Um, but doing something, um, you know, 20% of the time, 50% of the time, what it is, we, we, we weren't committed tonight to playing the way that we need to play Um, really on both ends of the floor to talk about offensively first. We, when you play against a team um, that defensively is as good as they are um, individually and also as connected as they are, um, you have to play with even more precision. You have to play with even more force you have to pass the ball even more like the level that you have has to, has to rise. And we didn't raise that level. Um, and then we, we also didn't play that way. Um, as evidenced by, you know, I think we had 10 assists, you know, with four minutes left. And um, if, if, you know, we're not able to, gain a quick advantage individually. Um, and there's times we are, um, there's certain guys that can do that better than others. Um, but when, when you're playing against a team that is also playing team defense, um, you know, and you don't get an advantage that immediately creates a shot. Um, you have to keep working at it throughout the course of a possession and you have to work at it from the beginning of the possession by running. You have to work at it after that by spacing. You have to work at it after that by being, you know, if you make a pass, it's, you may mean it may be harder to make a pass, you know, they may be denying something. So the, 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 the commitment we have to have to how we play um, against a team, it's good for us. It's good for us to face an opponent um, you know, that, that is that, that it's elite defensively. Um, because I think it shows us how committed we have to be to way, the way that we play in order to have success. And, you know, we, we, we didn't do that. Um, you know, you, you saw some flashes where, where it happened. Um, but in order to have it happen more over the course of the game consistently, you know, we have to be more committed to, to our execution. 
Um, and then on the defensive end, you know, they, they, I mean, they, they made some shots in the first quarter, like no question. Um, but we also, we helped and we shouldn't help. We didn't help when we needed to help, you know, what we did defensively, we, we weren't, we weren't as focused, you know, in collectively in that area. And I think when, you know, both ends of the floor affect one another and, you know, we had a, we had a rough night on both ends. Um, that that's obvi- you know, pretty obvious. Um, but we're also a team that, that, you know, over the course of the year is one of the best offensive teams in the league, you know, so, but we do that by, you know, playing a certain way. And that's the way that we need to play. And we can, we have just a question of like focused, you know, and and being really committed to those things when they get more difficult. On the defense side, you know, obviously they play with a ton. They play pressure. They play, you know, switch a lot. But is there anything you guys can kind of take away from that energy that they showed on the defensive end and kind of apply to what you guys do? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to match that energy, you know, with the way that you cut, with the timing of your passes, um, your margin for error, um, you know, is small, you know, and you know. You, you, you have to, you, you can't, can't be at the break. You have to be in the corner, you know, someone drives, they have to, you can't, you know, and the possessions that we had that were good are the things that we, when we do that we have to do. And they're just against the team, as you said, that is, you know, if you're being denied, you have to cut harder. Someone has to ball fake, you know, you have to, you have to think, I think that's, you know, one of the most important things and you not have to just think individually, but you have to think collectively in order um, to play, to play together. And when we get disconnected, you know, and it falls on individual guys, we've got some individual guys that are, that are capable of making plays. It's harder to make plays again. You know, there's times Donovan's able to create and score. Uh, Times we're able to create, uh, Mike, JC, but there's also times when, you know, people get loaded up and, you know, when you're attacking a set defense that um, is, is really good individually as well as collectively, it's just harder. And your level of commitment to the way that, you know, that you have to play to have success needs to, needs to rise, rise as well. And, Defensively, we just we we weren't we weren't focused at the beginning of the game. Um, you know, Tatum ended up getting a couple. We were giving up some. It's one thing that you know to make a contested three. You know, they were getting looks that that we, you know, we wanted to take away. Um, and again, it's the same thing. You, you're playing a really you're playing a great player. You know, they're going to make some shots. Um, but we weren't, we weren't, uh, we weren't making it hard on them, you know? So, I mean, that means, you know, more communication, you know, more focus and, you know, more execution. It's so 
I, like I said, I, I think this is a game that you look at and say, hey, okay, this is a level that we need to be able to find on both ends of the floor in order to be successful. And we found it, you know, at various points um, and we have to find it more consistently. And tonight we didn't find it very often. Were you concerned with some of the body language? Yeah, you know, to the extent that those things are reflective of frustration, um, you know, or individual disappointment, um, you know, that's an impediment to you doing the things that I'm talking about, you know, if that's where your focus is. So, um, you know, different guys wear things different ways. Um, but if that, as I said, there's a mentality that we have to have collectively and in order to have it collectively, you have to have it individually first, and then you have to connect it um, together um, in order to get what we're talking about. So the, the, those things to me, that's just the reflective of, you know, you know, you, you getting to the next play and trying to regain that focus uh, because if we don't have it, um, again, we, it's a team game. You need, you know, everybody needs each other. There's jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. After his team struggled tonight, they lose 125 to 97 coach said they did not focus on the things they needed to do to win on either side of the basketball principles of the game, right? Right. Principles of jazz basketball and also use the word a lot consistency. And I think if there's one word that this team has been seeking all year long is consistency. You know, they, we talk about the the big leads they get and lose, um, but it is a mindset that has to happen every night. And, um, you know, to Quinn's point, the level that Boston's playing at is the level you got to be at if you want to be, you know, considered a contender. And right now, I think you saw tonight the gap's pretty wide. Absolutely. Well, Boston, the way that they play is just terrific. I mean, you know, uh, give the coaching staff, give everybody a lot of credit, buy-in. You can tell that's a that's a squad that is uh, bought into the way that they play to win basketball games. And we've seen that from the Jazz this year. I think that's part of where some of the fan frustration comes in because there is those principles that we can point at, the connective tissue, that when the Jazz play well, they do it. And when they don't, they don't play well. And I don't know, it, it felt to me like that was what Coach Snyder was really getting at tonight. And, you know, I think the the secret in the whole thing is we're talking about a Celtics team that was awful. I mean, they were flat awful to start the year. And, um, you know, they've found themselves. And they haven't changed a whole lot of stuff, but I think everybody's really connected and they've found themselves. So it's it's possible, to, you know, to find it. Uh, they certainly have done it. Uh, the Jazz obviously need to get healthy, get everybody back. But I, I think what they saw tonight is what it takes um, you know, if they're if they're really going to want to do what they what they talk about a lot. And then on the defensive end, coach uh, put it uh, kind of like you and I have been talking about. It was it, too easy for Boston. The shots were too easy. There wasn't there wasn't enough resistance. I mean, not only open shots around the perimeter, but when they went to the basket, it didn't seem like there was much of a contest at all. Yeah, they got the Jazz really spread out. Um, did a, a good job of continual movement, ball movement, player movement. Uh, and then, you know, they finished everything with a make. <laughs> they were they were they were very hot. But I think part of it was, you know, the Celtics were really on it. And then, you know, the Jazz really struggled to contain them tonight in any way. All right, let's go back to Boston. It's now time to hear from Rudy Gobert. Pretty well, I guess, the most worrying 
I think, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's the same same things that, you know, that happened when we we stopped playing the way we, we're supposed to play and we want to play if we want to be a championship team. And it's... It's defense and offensively, it's sharing the ball. I mean, those those two things. It's pretty. It's not easy, obviously, because the Celtics are a really good team, and uh, the way they play defense, you know, they try to they try to take away your your rhythm, and and, and, uh, and they try to put us in the, in that in that space when you know we. Instead of coming together, we we get disconnected, and it's the same way. And, and then when we get disconnected offensively, it usually affects our defense. Are you guys running out of time or games to kind of find that consistency? No, no, we're not running out of time. I think it's it's our mindset. Uh, I think deep inside we all know uh, the things that we need to do if we want to be a championship team. And, and I think we, it starts with, you know, all be willing to sacrifice for, for each other. And, you know, and I think we, we're going to get there. I think, I don't know how, how many games we're going to have to lose again to, to like really have that shift happening in our heads, but I think we're going to get there. And once again, it's going to be losses, but I think, you know, I, I think we, if we want to be the team that we want to be, we, we need, how we, if we don't, then might well say, say it, but I think we do want to be, uh, uh, I think we do have a chance to, to be a championship team. And if we want to do it, um, we're going to have to do things for each other. I mean, it's, uh, when you watch every championship team, it's not just about having talent. It's about having guys that are willing to do things for each other. And, you look at the Boston Celtics. I mean, they, they have the same team that they, they made a few trades, but they have the same group that they had early in the season. And what happened? They decided that they needed each other, and you know they're doing it on both ends, and they're doing it together. And when we've done it, we've done it. So it's you no, know, it's it's now it's time to. When it gets hard, we we when it gets hard to to do it even more, not stop doing it. Because when it's easy, we do it. You know, we do it, and when guys are not getting to us, and you know, it's easy to yeah to play the right way. But when it gets hard, when we 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 struggle a little bit, that's when we we need each other even more. And I think if we're able to do that, would be a good place. Do you think that that was kind of the case tonight? You guys struggled early on, and then just stopped doing the things that were necessary. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we. It's not like we we giving up. It's just that we we just start worrying about the, the things that are not bringing us together, but the things that are uh, splitting us apart. And you know, it's 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 the NBA. A lot of teams. I mean, it's you know you have a lot of different factors that come into play. But and I don't think there's a lot of teams in this league that are. Really willing to, to 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 make those sacrifices, but I hope that we are willing to to do it because I don't think there's any better 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 feeling than winning championship. And once we understand that, I think we that would be would be in good shape. What do you, What do you think it will take for you guys to make those kind of plays and do that stuff on a more consistent basis? Like, what will it take to change that? 
it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna come from from us, you know. It's gonna come from our heart, and the real question is is you know are we gonna be in the right place mentally to to like do we really want to do that? <laughs> that's the question, and that's why you know, it's, once again it's the NBA. It's hard to know what's really driving each each individual, right? But I think we I think we do want to win it. I think we do want to do those things, but we have to help each other. And then, and when, when it's going to drift out, when something drifts out, we got to come back together. It's never going to be perfect. It's always going to be adversity, but you know, how are we going to handle it? And are we going to handle it together too? It's, it's the two things that, you know, it's going to separate us from being a pretty good team, a good team that's going to make the playoff every year. That's going to, top four in the West every year or a team that when it matters is going to be able to uh, take that step. Do you see do you see that other year there? Sorry? Do you see that next level yeah, there? Of course. Guys? Of course. I wouldn't I mean if I didn't believe in it, I, I wouldn't be here. I believe in this group. I believe no uh, and, and if it was easy, it wouldn't be fun. So it's like I, I believe in this group. I believe in our ability to to take that step. I think We've shown that, you know, we adversity can can made us better in the past, and I think it's going to make us better again. It's just it's just one loss. It's not it's not the end of the world. But I think we need to understand the way there's losing and there's the way we lose, and 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 there's controlling the thing that we can control as a team, and and also you know the the, the, the mindset that's going to make us better uh, coming to the playoffs. There you go, Rudy Gobert. A lot of interesting stuff from Rudy. We'll sift through it coming up right around the corner. It's your Jazz Game Night post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post-game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz, lose to the Celtics tonight, 125-97. to We'll get you more sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz uh, take a beating tonight at the hands of the Celtics, one twenty-five to ninety-seven. We'll get you more player sound coming up. And I do want to uh, talk a little bit about what Rudy had to say uh, in the last segment, Coach. But uh, just a little update. Right now, Washington State all over BYU in the quarterfinals of the NIT, 62-46. to 46. It's really a shame, Coach Lacombe. The Cougs had it within, well, I guess they're it was both down Cougars, to three. but BYU had it within yeah. three, and Washington State has just gone on a run. And the, and the actual the score is actually 63. There's 62 on the board, but one of those threes was going to be reviewed, and so they're getting It'll an extra. I hated that, too, and I walk yeah. out of the time, I'm like, ah. There's another one going on there. Yeah, so. the Michael Flowers, who's um, in the top three in the history of Washington State and three-pointers made um, behind uh, one of the guys, Clay Thompson, uh, is absolutely putting on a show tonight. So Rudy said a couple of things he, 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 that I want to uh, get your thoughts on there, Coach Lacombe. He said, you know, something we've talked about a lot. He said the Jazz uh, need to move the ball and play tough defense, and they did not do that tonight. But then Rudy added something interesting, I thought. He said, 
when it's easy, they do it. When it's hard, they don't. And he added when it's hard is when they need to do it even more and they they don't. And they certainly didn't tonight. So I, I thought at least that's that's pretty uh, self-accountable uh, on Rudy Gobert's part for, for uh, talking about what goes right and wrong with this team. So oftentimes I use the word settle, right? Um, and, you know, it's, it's the Jazz can get shots when they're down there. Donovan can get shots. But if, if they want to really get the Jazz type of shots, they got to play downhill. They got to play with purpose. They got to play through physicality, length, contact, all that. Uh, and to, to Rudy's point, I think he's dead on. I think when, when the team, when they have an advantage physical, physically, um, perhaps when they're quote unquote better than the other team, they, they play that level. Um, but like on a night like tonight, they, they really got stuck in settling time after time, not making the hard play. And then I thought the other interesting thing Rudy said was if they're going to be as good as they want to be. They have to start making plays for each other all the time. Can't be a sometime thing. It has to be an all the time thing. I think he's true. I think he's, he's totally right. Uh, I've, we talk about this though. Sometimes that sort of stuff rings hollow from Rudy because he depends on all of that to get his production. But I think that the point still is the correct one. They need to look to make plays for others. And, you know, you look at, at Donovan Mitchell tonight, and, and I know that assists don't always tell the story, but I think the assist numbers tell a big story tonight. And we've been bending over backwards, giving Donovan Mitchell for having five, six, seven, eight assists a game lately. He only had one assist tonight. The Jazz only had 13 total. You know, so I do think the the ball movement and the creating for others, I thought, uh, was an issue tonight. And I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Donovan, certainly. 37 points on 13 of 24 shooting. I mean, where would the Jazz have been? Right. I mean, he, he had, had he to go not, make some plays. Right, had he not done that. But, um, you know, I do think that it still remains that it's an issue, that the that the Jazz need to make plays for one another and run their stuff, or, or they're just not the best team that they can be. And a pretty astute observation, too, when asked what, what, what went wrong, Rudy said simply, it's the same things. It's defense, and it's sharing the ball. Pretty simple, but I think pretty profound, and I think it nails it on the head. You know, they've got to be good defensively. They've, it's the hallmark of the Jazz, and, and then to be able to share the ball. You know, you've got to make hard plays to be able to share the ball. As I mentioned, the Jazz did get 37 from Donovan tonight. They got 14 and 11 uh, from Rudy Gobert. Uh, let's see here. Pascal added 11. Jordan Clarkson had 10 coming off the bench, but – you know, outside of that, the Jazz got nine from Mike Conley. They got six from Royce O'Neal. Uh, the Jazz, let's see, had 20 points total coming in, coming in off the bench. Um, and that's, you know, been a, kind of a strength of this team. Whereas if you look at Boston, holy cow, coming in off the bench, Tice had 11, White had 10, and Pritchard had 11. And that's not to mention, uh, you know, the other players that scored. I, I don't do math on the air, but the the – the Celtics had well over 40 points from their bench. And that's on a night when their starters had a good night. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, uh, again, it was, it was over before it was done. Um, 10 for 10 to start the game. And you just can't go on the road and have a team come out and get that comfortable and expect to, to win a game on the road. Well, not a team playing as well. That's right. I guess you could let the, Magic do it, maybe. But even then. But even then, right, yeah. we've seen that too. You know, we've, we've talked a lot on this show about how, well, you know, all, all these teams have NBA players and they can all 
play you tough and the, and any team's capable of doing it. But certainly, you know, when you let a team like Boston really run their stuff and get what they want, it's going to be a real long night for you yep, because no Boston doubt. is really good. And the way that they're playing basketball right now is, is might be the best in the league. Yeah. He's, you know, the Boston to me, great story of just perseverance, resilience, resolve, figuring out a way to make it work. You know, didn't go out and make some crazy moves. They just kind of continued stayed the course, um, but really bonded together. And that's what Rudy's getting at. I think, you know, at times this jazz team plays really, really connected. And at times they play very disconnected. And that consistency is really what they're searching for. I think that's what they need to find in the playoffs. And as Rudy said, you know, I still believe in this group. I wouldn't be here otherwise. You know, this is a, we can do this, but it's a matter of, of actually, you know, gutting it up and doing it nightly. Now, Boston's been very good. I just don't know if I'm going to go as far as our guy Sam Lacombe did on Twitter today and say that he, they are the best basketball team ever assembled. Well, I told you he was going to talk smack. I, I mean, it's I, just, it's in, the, it's in our blood, Jake. Like Lacombe's, you, you know, you're feeling good, you talk about it. That might be a bit of a, a, a premature pronouncement. But, but he, I, you know, again, Lacombe, you just. I do like his confidence. You, you live in though, the moment, man. You know, and he'll put it out there. It's great. Biggest Celtic fan that I know. Biggest I can, Celtic fan I know for sure. I can, he dressed uh, up as a, as a leprechaun when you went to came to a game here. Did he really? As a leprechaun. <laughs> That's. I just said, make sure you got your face covered. Nobody knows who you are. That is uh, that is certainly dedication. And the Celtics were really good tonight. I don't know about the best team ever to assemble, but they were terrific. Tatum had 26. Brown had 26. Can't get over how efficiently both of those uh, players got to their 26 points. Tatum played only 29 minutes, 9 of 15 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. Jalen Brown played 32 minutes, 10 of 17, 3 of 6 from 3. So, I mean, both players, that's a a pretty smooth and easy night to get to 26 points. Very, very smooth. Very, very smooth. It's a way you can describe Tatum's game in general. Yeah, and again, all levels. You know, he's going to hurt you from the perimeter. He's going to hurt you in transition. He's he can bounce it really good in ball screen, can post you. Um, there's really not much he can't do. He he's a he's a phenomenal guy, and um, you know they, they're they're built around him. Certainly got a lot of good players around him, but uh, yeah, Tatum he's a fun one to watch. Marcus Smart had only 13 assists, and I say only because he had 10 of those at halftime. 10 at half. 10. If you've got 10 assists at half, you're dealing. Yeah, that's uh, that's like a, a starter striking out the side like five times in a row. Yeah, you know he he was going. He was, and it, what's great about Marcus Smart, he just kind of does what they need him to do. You sure know? does. He doesn't have to go out there and in his mind to be a great player. He don't have to score thirty. He can impact the game in a lot of different ways. And he did tonight, certainly. All right, let's go back to Boston. Time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. Play the Celtics and to get past their length. What do you think happened? I mean, not, I don't think including maybe the first 10 shots they did, but that's pretty after that. Um, played to their hands. Um, let's get their ass. Oh. I wish I could have a bunch of reasons. I don't know. I don't got nothing right now. I mean, it took us out of stuff. We didn't, we didn't get to run the transition. They hit some shots. And even, I'm not going to put it on that. Yeah, they shot 60%, 50%. But, you know, for us, it's like 
We had ten assists. We had more turnovers than assists, I believe. We had thirteen assists. Yeah, thirteen assists and fourteen turnovers. You know, defensively, we just not there. Just a lot of stuff to unpack right now. Just gotta fix it. How do you fix it in the nine-game remaining? And you know, how much confidence do you have in that? I'm always confident in our ability. Um, we show we can do it. Um, I think the biggest thing is if, you know, like a game like tonight, you know, this is a playoff game, playoff five, you know, switching defenses, guys hitting tough shots. Um, and we as a group, uh, the occasion, always. And we have nine games, so it's that time. We don't have much else to say to that, you know, it's time. So. Is it concerning at all that you guys weren't able to rise to the I don't want to say concerning, but then that leads to a spiral of like belief interpretation and all that. But you know, it's it's upsetting. I think that's the good word. That's a good group, you know. We, you know, we gotta play better in a game like that. We gotta play better. Gotta play better. Sorry, we that you guys felt you guys could trust each other more for it. Do you feel that way also? And kind of how does that show up in Concord? You know, or the actual, how can you I think a lot of it, you know, is, is also defensively. We didn't communicate like we normally do. We didn't talk. Or get beat off the dribble. You know, whatever it may be, even offensively. You know, we just didn't run our offense. You know, but it's tough to run our offense when we're denying everything and pushing everything out to half court. So, I mean, I wouldn't say we, I don't say we don't trust each other. I wouldn't say that, but we played a hell of a game and we just didn't rise to the game. Do you feel a lot of that weight on your shoulders? I mean, yeah, because I have the ball a lot. Um, yeah, I can score. I'm like, I said, you said, yeah, what you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, you know, they lost by, Lord knows how much, 30. Like, the biggest thing is trying to find ways to, to be able to get a thing created tonight, you know, ball went in, you know, and I'm not going to stop attacking, you know, it's not going to be, I mean, there are times where I could hit guys for sure, you know, but so it's a, it's an interesting job that I that I have. So for, I speak solely for myself when I say this. Um, you know, being able to balance that, you know, finding guys, taking shots. Sometimes my job is to make and take tough shots. And, you know, I, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I want to sit tonight. Could have been more. Um, but, you know, you can move on. What was the biggest thing that kind of with you? I mean, you don't like who we lost by 30. In a game where we have nine games left in the playoffs against a team that's a top, top talented team, a top team playing a defense that we played against in the playoffs and lost by 30. That's what pisses me off right now. It's like we've seen this before. You know, for them to just come in and just, and like I said, they hit everything and that's cool, but we just, didn't match their, their energy, their level. 
we deserve to get beat at that point, you know, when we when we lose by that by, by that much. And there's a lot of things we didn't do right. And that's what's upsetting. Um for us to have championship. Forget the championship, playoff, high far playoff aspirations. You know, we gotta give to this because we can't just say, oh, let's get to the finish line and we'll turn it on. You know, past two games have been that playoff atmosphere, playoff five. We haven't roasted it okay. Did it against Chicago. Kind of did it against Milwaukee, like at some point in time. Right. Time time is now. I told y'all that. I don't remember what I told y'all. I told you the time is now, it's here. Um, it's got to do it. So when has to, to change you guys to do that? I think the biggest thing for us is execution. Teams make it harder. We got to think. You know, they're denying us all the way out to half court, find ways to counter that. Shots may or may not go in, and that can't be predicated on when we play defense. Uh, that can't, I mean, sorry, our defense can be predicated on our offense. Like, you know, shots don't fall, we still got to get back. You know, yeah, we shot 22% from three, but like being able to get back in transition, get stops, uh, still run our stuff, even through a bunch of, at one point they had five guarding me and JC. Okay, how do we attack that? Like, all right, cool, get in the paint, find guys, guys run open, get to the rim, finish, get back in transition if we miss, take a euro foul. Uh, like there's so many things I can point to right now, which that's what upsets me, because it's like, you know, we, time, and we'll go back and look at the film. I'm not, We'll, we'll, we'll be all right. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Because, you know, we believe in each other. We believe in this group. We can do it. Uh, we just got to work harder to do it. Really said the same thing that you, like, it's not about not believing in the group. That, you know, you guys know that you can do it. And according to that, too, like, there's times that you do it, 20% of the time doing it, it's not going to cut it. And we talked about consistency all season. Do you, is there anything like common thread that you can find a reason that this keeps going up? When things get harder, it's just a matter of being even more precise. And I speak for offense. Well, I mean, I speak for both classes, offense and defense. Like, it's all good and well, you know, when we're free-flowing, moving the ball offense. You know, I compare that to like a Memphis series where we're able to move the ball and get to the Clippers, where it's not necessarily that way. You got to work a little harder to take a side of stuff. I mean, but like we got to be able to, and I say we, I mean, as players, we got to be able to be more precise on both ends of the floor. Like, which one to five? It's just, I'm this way because we just lost like this. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's why, that's why I'm this way. Um, and so for, for, for myself and as a group, we just got to be more precise, even more locked in on what we got to do because we're a team that needs everyone, one through five, whoever's in the game. It's not like, not Brooklyn, you know, we're not other teams like that where it's like the space and ice on the tap. It's not what we do, it's not what we win. But at the same time, that's what some of the obsessions are going to be with you know, the guys who have the ball, myself, Mike, JC, Trent, Boyami, like being able to create and get there, create advantage. Sometimes that's getting all the way to the hoop. Sometimes that's creating the final guys. And defensively, man, we look like we gotta show up. Like playoffs, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we gotta show up because everybody else has that we played. We don't. We're about twenty-eight. It's a very talented team. We say, okay, it's what we should do. Time is now. Time is here. Do it. You
guys are currently tied with Dallas for four, three games behind Golden State for three. It's great on tonight. But have, are you satisfied with where you guys are at? Standings? I mean, standings are, I don't know, I have mixed emotions about it. You know, the one side of standings or whatever, the one seat. But we're not in games left, like, right? They kind of matter at this point. Exactly. So it's like, I ain't got nothing else to say. Like, we got to figure out how to do it. We got nine games left. One home court, one the advantage of what we've worked all season for. Um, I'm probably going to get fine for saying that, but it is what it is. Like, we got all the groups get there and, and find a way to do it. And by any means necessary, I don't want to be there. How are we doing? You know what I mean? But with nine games left, um, I don't know. tie for four, whatever it is. Like, we're not stats. Like, look at the stats. We got to do this whole thing. Really like, Forget all that. Just control what we can control. If we win, we don't got to worry about who loses tonight or this or even makes the Dallas game bigger than it, it, it could have been because we had two games we could have won. You know, but it's like, all right, cool. Like, we're in this position now. Like, we lost tonight. Tie for four. Let's go out and handle what we can handle because if we sit here looking like fans do, like, okay, watching this game, watching that game, like, for what? Let's go out there and control what we control with these, with these damn games, man, because time is here. So, let's go. A grumpy Donovan Mitchell, and uh, when explaining why he is grumpy, he said because his team just lost by 30, so we should probably expect that. No, it's not fun. That's never fun to be on that side of it. Uh, Obviously frustrated with, you know, the fact that, you know, just a week ago the Jazz were really kind of playing well, but uh, this is what happens. Yeah, you you know, it's a long season. You have ups and downs. Tonight was – it was as soundly as I think this team's been beat – all year long that I, you know, I can remember. So certainly not going to be happy about it. And hopefully it's cathartic, you know, for, for him, for Rudy, for everybody to understand. I mean, they got a, they got a a tough contest now on Friday at Charlotte, who is going to give them all sorts of trouble too. You know, there's there's just not really a reprieve. It, it has to happen within the the walls of the locker room and those guys got to get on the same page and get going. And that's basically his message is, Everybody else is doing it. We need to do it, too. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Jazz loses a tough one tonight to the Celtics, 125-97. to We'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Play of the game. Thanks to our friend David Locke and brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and a selection. LHMauto.com driven by you. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. 125 to 97 is your final. The Boston Celtics beat the Utah Jazz tonight in Boston. Uh, the Jazz got 37 points from Donovan Mitchell on 13 of 24, shooting three of 12 from three at six rebounds and one assist. He did have a couple of steals. Rudy had a double-double, 14 points, 11 rebounds. Eric Paschal with 11. Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench with 10, but not enough. The Celtics were terrific. 59.5% from the field, 53% from three, 26 points from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, six 
Celtics players were in double figures, and uh, Coach Comb was a bit of a beatdown tonight. A beatdown. Beatdown from the start. And um, we've seen low points become motivation, motiv- motivational for this team. And hopefully that's what this is because uh, they were soundly beat. I think everybody understands it. And really, I think everybody understands why. You know, hearing Quinn, uh, Rudy, and Donovan talk, there's a certain way the Jazz have to approach things for him to be successful. And tonight, unfortunately, was not one of those nights. Yeah, Coach, Rudy, and Donovan basically said the same thing. Just different, you know, regurgitation of it. But but they're on the same page. They understand what it is. And we've heard it so much. I I mean, I think that's the part where fans get pretty frustrated is, is the Jazz know what they need to do. They talk about it all the time when they don't do it. It's just maybe the word of the night. Coach, consistency. That's it. That's it. That's the word we're going to hang up. Um, And hopefully they can find it. Donovan mentioned nine games left, and we got to find it. So they've got no other option. Um, Certainly don't, you know, not the end of the world, not a, you know, not a make or break tonight. But just, uh, I think, pause for concern. All right, Coach, hit us with some final thoughts before we leave this one behind. Well, I think, you know, the the essence of it is, is really that word, consistency. Hopefully the Jazz can find that. Uh, Charlotte will will test them. They'll test them in the open floor. They'll test their transition defense. Um, it will be one where I think the Jazz can do a better job of attacking and getting where they want to on the floor, but that's what it has to be. They have to really fight to get where they need to get on the floor to be successful. All right, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped out with the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Lockeron Boone doing a great job calling all the action uh, from Boston. Thanks to the broadcast assistants that helped us out tonight. Thanks to Jeff Carroll. Executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Uh, thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the post-game show, the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. Always fun. Even when the game is a bit of a blowout, it's always fun hanging out with you, buddy. We had a good night. Now i got to go home and face uh, that rabid Celtics fan. In my house. Oh yeah, he's gonna be. He'll be waiting for me. Bouncing with his off the walls. Suit on. <laughs> One twenty-five to ninety-seven is your final. The Jazz fall tonight to the Boston Celtics. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Friday night. The Jazz will be in Charlotte to take on the Hornets. That game will tip off five o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at four, and you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.